You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with the most passionate business owners on this earth in hopes that you'll be able to absorb their wisdom, avoid their failures, and feel less alone on the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. This season, I'll be chatting with creative thinkers, masterful marketers, brick and mortar shop owners, well known visionaries, and people just like you who have a story to share or a brand that inspires. If I can share one quick secret with you before we get into the episode, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. You know, that spark that nudges us to pursue our full potential in this lifetime. But perhaps somewhere along the line, it got covered up. I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to explore that inner voice and access the brilliance deep down inside of you. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Visionary Life Podcast. Today's guest is Tracy Clark. Tracy is a friend, a transformational coach, and the founder of a mega successful global business. She is someone who operates on intuition, who listens to her own inner voice when the world gets noisy, who faced many challenges in her early years, which we cover at the beginning of the show, and against all odds, Tracy fought to become the best version of herself. And today, she inspires people daily through her courses, her non-denominational services, her live events and retreats, and through her weekly call-in radio show. Let's get into this episode with the amazing Tracy Clark. All right, Tracy, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. Uh, I'm so excited to have you here. I actually got to speak with you on your amazing radio show just a couple of weeks back. So here we are again. And, you know, among many of the fascinating bits of your personal journey over the past couple decades, including dealing with chronic pain, a hole in your chest, a damaged nervous system, near-death experiences, we'll have to talk about that another time, a kidnapping, you also managed to sell your first company at the age of 26. So could you take us back to those days? What was your company and how did you get involved with building something and selling it at the age of 26? Yeah, everybody asks me that. I was uh, a definite misfit, like I'm sure many people listening right now, went to university, had a, a struggle, and um, spent some time with the psychology prof. He said, you're in the wrong place. This isn't for you. So I did. I dropped out in third year. I was going to be a teacher, which is ironic. I teach today every day, right, in my own business now. And he said, I think you need to go into entrepreneurship or do something different. And this opportunity had come up. At that time, it was... Uh, 19, okay, I'm only 10, I say no. Uh, it was 1993, 92, 92. And there was this opportunity that came through about, back then video stores were huge, right? They were really popular. So um, opened a 10,000 square foot video store, which competed with, if people remember back then, if they're too young, don't worry. They were like Rogers, Blockbuster, Jumbo Video. And um, it was, somebody said to me, get a really good accountant and a really good lawyer. And then learning demographics. I actually dove in learning. And then in 96, because it was the hype, and you could see back then, it was VHS and 
was the the leader of their playgrounds. I interacted with the media, like they would be in there all the time, like what's new? And uh, in 1996, then the knock came on the door, like from Rogers Communication, obviously the biggest, one of the biggest publicly traded companies in Canada and uh, Blockbuster. And they're obviously were one of the biggest in the States at the time. And uh, there was a bidding war because they couldn't get the market share and they couldn't understand how come this store was doing huge revenue. So when you're renting back then $4.25 movies, like that's what they were with tax, <laughs> you know, it wasn't much. It's, you, you're selling a lot, but it was the formula. It was a formula that really did it and paying attention to the clients and the customers. And which was interesting was selling it the, the thing, and this is really important as we, we talk today about business and stuff, selling the business, they asked me what made the business so successful. So the revenue was double what their stores were doing. That's pretty big. And every time I told them, you know what they said to us? Well, we can't do that. We're big box. We can't do that. And I'm like, but that's why you want the revenue. So I'll tell you, after they bought it, within about probably six months, they had sunk the revenue down to under 75%. So as a business owner, it my heart broke because yeah. I valued my employees. I had like 26 employees and I had all these beautiful, I knew the customers there all the time. And I learned a lot, not only from the selling process, but a lot of, you know, really how you want to care for your people. And it doesn't matter what you're selling. I don't care if you're selling a widget, a coaching program. It was like that relationship with those people that's what made it, right? And listening, what do they want? What are they looking for? So we would have people literally driving past every other video store because they would come to mine. And you know what? Because I listened to what they wanted and I brought the product in. Mm-hmm. They would drive for an hour. And I'm like, why would you drive an hour? And they're like, I don't get the service and I don't get the product. Yeah. And that was like, for me... It was wow. And even as simple, when you walked into the store, there was a sign that had all the competitors' phone numbers. And they said to me, these big guys said to me, why do you have the competitor's number? We would never do that. Yeah. And I said, simple. They'll make a phone call. If they can't get it there, they're going to rent from, buy from me. Why would they drive down the street? Because back then, right, we, didn't, we had cell phones, but not quite like now. No. And um, yeah, so I'm like, we'll just keep them in the store. And they were so, it's really interesting because what I learned was all these people can have opinions, even if they're really big like that, but follow your gut. Because I started to see how they dismantled what was there. And then they were getting mad saying, well, why is the revenue not there? Why is, I'm like, you did everything. You took everything away that made it a success. And that's also how as business, you, you learn that when things are successful, no matter what anyone says, keep, keep following your gut, keep following your intuition, because that can be a detriment. And I learned that huge, huge and sold it in 96. So it wasn't that long, but it was fun. <laughs> and it took a leap of faith. I was scared. I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to borrow all this money. And I had to get people to back me. And you know, it was scary, but yeah you don't know, I always say no risk, no reward. And the best, you know, what? meeting business people along the way, I don't know how many people had said to me, did you go to Harvard or did you go to Princeton? Let's say in the States. I'm like, no, I dropped out of school. My third year, they're like, how? We have Harvard and Princeton graduates and they don't know what you know. 
And you know what they said, which was awesome. They said, you actually did it. You bought and sold a company. So you know the process. Yeah. Real life experience. Yeah. So anyone listening, don't be afraid. You can do it too. Mm -hmm. We can all do it. I didn't know what I was doing. I took the advice, get a good accountant and a good lawyer. Hold your breath and follow your intuition. I love that. And you know what? Um, I think we need to double tap on something that you said there. Uh, It's actually a full module in the marketing course that I teach. You said you're in the business of caring for people and building relationships. And I always think back to a quote from a marketing book I read many years ago, and it, it just simply said, I don't care what business you're in, you're in the business of relationships. And yet so many people seem to have lost the art of connection. And they're so worried about, you know, building complicated click funnels and running Facebook ads to people they've never met before, which is all fine and dandy. But like what happened to nurturing your customers and truly caring who they are, addressing them by name, asking them, hey, what movies would you like to see in our store next month? And um, it sounds so obvious, right? But it seems like we've gotten quite far away from that being um, an intuitive practice in growing a business. So I just wanted to highlight that. You also said something interesting that uh, everybody can have an opinion about how you should run your business, but it's important to just follow your gut. Have you always been an intuitive person, whether that's in your personal life or whether that's in business, or is that something that you had to cultivate within you? Yeah. Well, we're all born intuitive, right? But we're not taught what that is. We're not taught. You'll hear, oh, listen to your gut. Yes. But we're not taught. What does it mean to follow your intuition? And so at that point, I was just following a kind of blind faith. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that after that, and then moving into other areas, and funny, my career just kind of moved and shifted before I ended up what I was in today, which most of us do as intuitives. I started to, as I started to do my own personal journey, then I started to really learn like to pay attention to my intuition. So I was doing it, but very much by blind faith. And I, and we all have it like, Everyone has it, but part of it is, and I think we've all fallen into this trap when we're building something and we're afraid, it's easy to ask for the outside opinions, right? But they're not. So I started doing like going within and just saying, okay, truthfully, Tracy, how does this feel for you? Like, do I feel expansive? Do I feel contracted? Do I feel good? Do I feel bad? And sometimes you could feel nervous, which could make you feel bad. And when I started, and another thing I learned that has really served me well after, um, after that whole experience, I have a saying, sharing is not always caring. Sharing is not always caring. So if, you're, if you have an idea, spend some time and cultivate it and see how you feel about it. And you need to find, if you need an opinion, find somebody that's very neutral to bounce it off of. Or just test it yourself and then just run with it. And as you see it's moving, then you can make changes. Then you can share with people what you're doing. Because all those opinions, they get so confusing in your brain. Like you said, do I, like back then there were no funnels. There was no internet. There was internet, but not like now, right? And everything was word of mouth. Even when I started my business now, 
Like I worked up to 30 people I would see individually a week with booking nine months out, all word of mouth. I had no social media, none. It was all word of mouth. And because that's what I learned, right? I learned it was word of mouth. And so I didn't share what I was doing until after I felt good about stepping into the new role. But I'll tell you when I shared that, and the reason I wanted to make sure I was strong is I got the, well, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you go back to corporate? Because you could make so much money there because I had offers. And I was, and that's, that's the piece people have to understand. That's, that was a turning point that I felt so strong and so guided to come where I am today. And I'm so glad I did. I could have been swayed if I'd been sharing that idea long before I started to plant the seeds. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the scary part about where a lot of um, our listeners for the Visionary Life podcast is where they're at right now is that they have this nudge inside of them that like, they want to be building their own business or they want to quit their corporate job because everything is just feeling awful and they're not energized and you know they're falling into some mental health issues. But um, when they chat with their mom or with their friends or with their partner, oftentimes they're being met with, well, what other option do you have? Or you should stay for the safety or you've got a family to provide for. And that, that intuitive uh, feeling that they should be doing something different is, is there, but then they look to outside validation and that kind of smushes it back down again. Do you have any practices for somebody who knows, like I'm speaking to them right now, they're like, oh, I really want to leave my job, but my mom told me that I need the benefits. For somebody who's itching to get in touch with their intuition, do you have any practices or tips for reconnecting with it? Because I do believe just like you that we're born with this, but it's not something we're nurturing. And it's not something that a lot of us give permission to tap into that strong inner voice. So what could you offer to us to reconnect? Yeah. And you know, chills. Um, I also want to say that a lot of times when somebody says to you, and I've heard this a lot, like, I've been there for 10 years. I got a pension. I may as well stay another 30, but I hate my job, right? Yes. And I'm like, okay, you have a whole life. This life is going to come and go and you're going to sit. Because a lot of people that I speak to, they're retired. That's what they tell me. I wish I'd taken a leap of faith. I wish I'd taken a leap of faith. And when you get that nudge and you know there's something better, I call it bridging. And I'd say, you don't have to quit your job right now. But if you take an half an hour to an hour a day to work on your creative idea that you have, that's it. That's all you, you do 15 minutes, but there has to be some time in there every day. You'll start to see that you're planting it. And like I said, if you can go in, so when you're connecting to the intuition, the biggest question to always ask yourself is truthfully, now that word has a lot of power because it's truth, right? We don't want all the funny business collecting. But truthfully, how do I feel about this? And really in a quiet place, make sure the TV's off and get connected and start to listen what your body's doing. And one of the things that people don't realize, when you say you have an idea or you want to start a business, it's actually very scary for other people to hear. Two reasons. One is that they say, well, like you said, you have a family. You know, as a single mom with two kids, I didn't have any support. I didn't have an ex-husband to help me. I had nothing. I didn't use that as an excuse. So what they do is they say it's, it sounds loving, 
but they're actually projecting their fears on you. And as soon as you're as everyone's intuitive, and so when, when you're all gung-ho and you're excited and then you share it and then you feel your body just want to vomit, <laughs> you know you've just picked up their fears, not your fears. Mm-hmm. And so there's, and plus for entrepreneurs, it is a, it's a wild ride. It really is. Every day is different. That's what we love about being entrepreneurs. But one of the thing is, a lot of people are afraid to be an entrepreneur because of the belief system of what you just said, the safety net. But here's something I always remember. And I don't know if you ever heard Jim Carrey say this. And he said it quite a long time ago. And he said it brilliant, but I've heard it a few times. He said, my dad would have been a brilliant comedian, but he chose to be an accountant because it was safe. He said, I wanted to be a comedian. And he said, you know, you should take a better job. He says, I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to go be a comedian. And he said, that's what he wanted to do. His dad, who took the safe route, ended up losing his job and they almost went broke. His, your, your job is never guaranteed. Mm-hmm. But if you take the steps to, to work in what you're doing now, to bridge to what you want to do, you're going to have more safety in the end because now you're also fulfilling your dream. And right now, 2020 to 2021 is all about the energy supporting our dreams and our visions and getting out of the slave mentality of going to jobs you do not like. So people listening that want to have a business or start a business, you are in the prime time because everything's also going to change how we function. Look at us. We're all online now. Everything's Mm -hmm. So for somebody who maybe back in March, um, when everything shifted in our world, they were working in a busy downtown corporate job, leaving their home every day, wearing clothes they didn't like, doing a commute they didn't enjoy, being around people they hated, eating junk food, going out for drinks, all that stuff. Um, When they in March shifted to being in the home and maybe feeling some sense of relief, um, do you think that that was for those people who experience like, oh, I finally feel less anxiety and way better. Do you think that that is a nudge to them that maybe it wasn't in alignment to be working um, that particular job? And that's a sign that maybe there is something else that they're meant to be pursuing uh, because things are going to go back to quote unquote normal at some point. And I know that there's going to be a lot of people reverting back to the person they used to be. Uh, and then falling back into those patterns that make them unhappy. So what is the teaching from that moment for, for someone who did experience a positive shift now that they're working from home? Yeah, and that, that is your body. Because when your body gets out of bed and says, I'm happy, if you're putting your every day, like, I'm just grateful to be alive. Like, <laughs> you know my son, I'm just grateful to be alive. I get out of bed, I'm like, woohoo, I'm alive. Because yeah. I just wanted to keep dying. But when, when you get that, and you're waking up and you're like, and you can feel that in your step, you know, you're headed in the right direction. Yeah. One of the things I say, this is the, this year has been perfect to get in touch with yourself and say, what do I really truthfully want to do for the rest of my life? How do I want to show up in the world? Because everybody is here right now during the greatest time to be alive, to show up in the world in their beautiful, authentic self. And when you can get up and you have that spring, like some people are really missing going to their jobs because yes. it was a distraction mm-hmm. and they did like their jobs in different ways. Then you're in the perfect place. 
-hmm. You, me, your listeners, we're all about how can we change the world? What can we do and how can we show up? Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of this year because you have a lot of time to go within, a lot of time to be creative. And the people that are doing that are going to be fully set up as we go through these big transitions between now and 2025. Mm -hmm. So anybody wanting to start a business, seriously, this is literally the best time to get your visions out. Mm -hmm. And when you're in a job that you don't like, that is your body. Like if you're going to work, I I had a lady the other day, she was was working in the hospital and her adrenals crashed. And I kept telling her this, you hate your job. Mm -hmm. You want to go do something else. Oh, but again, I need the money. And I said, no, you don't. You're now off and for like, she got a whole leave of sick. I said, now you're going to take the time to build what you want to build. And that's what people, again, your body is always telling you if you're waking up, you and I wake up happy doing what we're doing. We're in the right place. Mm -hmm. And if we wake up miserable, we know we need to look at something different. Mm -hmm. And that's how you start asking yourself and going within and just saying, it's, it's the fear. The fear is the biggest thing. Fear of failure is what really holds people back in business. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, as some of the wealthiest people I've had a privilege of working with, they always say, I don't even know what failure is. It just gives me an opportunity to tweak something I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm actually like getting so emotional because I was just having a conversation with one of my loved ones, someone very close to me. And they were saying that um, at the beginning of September, there was just a lot of stuff going on at their full-time job and their anxiety levels were rising, a lot of signs of depression. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they were able to switch projects. And for the month of October and November, they've been able to work from home, really nurture themselves, not have to show up in this toxic environment and are feeling 100% better, like all anxiety gone, all depression. And the conversation that we were having was everything that I was feeling of not wanting to get out of bed, having very low motivation, having no zest for my life. I can literally see that it was linked to my job. And it's scary because, you know, we have to work in order to produce an income. And for a lot of people, that is a source of, of stress to them that they need to provide. Um, but when they're unhappy in their job, the solution is go on these medications um, and we're not addressing the root cause. And so I just, I love this conversation. It's not that you or I um, are like recommending either end, just go quit or just go on meds, but it's really thinking like, what is that source of my unhappiness? What is that inner voice telling me? And why am I ignoring that inner voice that might be saying things will be better when you do this or when you make this decision to shift? So love this conversation. I'll tell you so many people, they get in their life and day after day and it becomes energetically in the body, a habit. Yeah. So they don't even know, is it my relationship? Is it my own intuition and my own connection to my spiritual self? Is it my job? Even though they can tell like when they go into different things, but mm-hmm. it's, it's huge. And so, and in companies, what people don't understand, and when I've worked with large companies and the CEO gets this, and you can apply this in your own business, it applies to every business. You're the owner of your company. And that energy, so your company's your baby, right? So we birth our new companies, we birth our babies. And you're at the you're up there, and it's not the pyramid in the way they pay people. I don't like that that space, but you are at the top of your company. So your energy 
goes down through all the people in the company, all the divisions, all the people. So you set the tone energetically. So if you're coming to your business happy and having fun, the people working for you are going to feel that too and that excitement. Then they're going to produce more for you. Then you guess what? Your job becomes easier. And that's something I learned when I started my first business. And now, because I love what I do, and I loved what I did back then too, and because I love what I do, the people that work for me show up loving what they do. Yeah. And my work is cut in half, mm-hmm. cut in half because everybody's producing because they're happy because my energy goes out like that. Mm-hmm. So it's important as a business owner to realize and check in with yourself because that's why a lot of these people are miserable at their companies too. Because the people mm-hmm. at the top are miserable or they're jumping over each other for authoritative or I got to keep my job. And then all these people, like you were just talking about, come home going, oh, I feel horrible. They did not lift me today. They pulled yeah. me down. A quick word from our premier sponsor of the Visionary Life podcast, and that is Healthy Planet. If you are a health nut like me, you're going to love that you can save money on the brands you already purchase by ordering online from Healthy Planet. They love our visionary community and want to support all of us in living our best lives. So you can shop at Healthy Planet entirely online and products will be dropped at your doorstep within just a few days. It's so easy, so convenient, and that gives you no excuse to say it's really hard to eat healthy, because it's not. So treat your body, your mind, and your business with the fuel it deserves from Healthy Planet. You can shop by department, dietary need, or even just check out the sale rack. It's such an efficient way to ensure you're stocked up on all your favorite health goods all of the time. Use code VISIONARY10 at checkout to save on your Healthy Planet order. That's VISIONARY10 at checkout. Now, for somebody who maybe has recently shifted into owning their own business, or maybe they're starting their own business, and is just recognizing that their energy is very important in how they perform, how they're going to grow a company. Like we can't just ignore this human being. We can't feed ourselves garbage and expect amazing output. Um, I'm curious, how, how do you feel like taking care of yourself impacts your business? And what are some things that you do to be able to show up and operate at that highest version of you? Oh, well, I, I get chills. That's, that's number one. And I, that's how I got in trouble. I was so sick all the time. Anyways, I didn't take care of myself. I was taking care of everybody else. I was like being the mom, the wife, the martyr, the businessman. I had this toxicity all over. So I was like, oh, and so it was all without. So teaching of going within and when I learned. So everything I teach, I do myself. I take mm-hmm. a bath, a salt bath every night to clean up the energy. I take a walk every day. I have quiet time where I go within and I look at the day. I look at the day and you know what I do every night before I go to bed? I I always bless my community and everybody I've met and everybody I know. And I look and I go, for me, I'm like spirit, universe, God, whatever you want to say. I'm like, did I serve the best I could today myself and others? Mm. And I scan the day. And if I didn't, then I'm like, "Uh oh, I'll catch it. And I'm like, okay, I could do that a little bit better. Thank you. I'll carry on. So I check in with myself at the end of the day. And while I get up in the morning, I, when I get ready, I'm very lazy when I get ready. If I can't get ready in 10 minutes, I'm, I'm not going to do a routine. That's me. 10 <laughs> yeah. under. So my gratitude is only 10 minutes, but I get up and I'm, while I'm getting ready or getting, I'm thinking, I'm looking and I'm thinking not only for what is here now. So I could say like today, I'll give you an example. I'll go, 
thank you that you and I get to do this podcast today and have fun and uplifted. And then I would say something like, and I did this this morning. I'm like, thank you for all those other beautiful podcasts on route to me now. Yeah. And you hear me on route to me now. So we take what we're doing in the natural mm. and then I give gratitude for what I believe is on route to yeah. pull that in. And when you do that in the morning, when you're getting ready, watch how much even your energy changes. So you can do, I do a, but I do a salt bath every night and I sit time and I nurture. And if I'm not feeling that I can deliver, this hasn't happened to me for a long time because I've been now doing it. So, but in the beginning, if I didn't feel I could serve to the fullness that that person needed, like that I believe they needed, yeah. I would move their appointment so I could nurture myself. Wow. And then nurture them. And I'd say, you know what? I need to give you my best. It didn't happen a lot, but it does happen sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. It happens. And they always said, wow, thank you. And it wouldn't be like, I wouldn't move it like months down the road. It would be maybe a day or two later Mm -hmm. to make sure I could serve them. And that meant I could serve myself. I love that. I love that permission to, um, to be honest with clients and with engagements that you know, we don't want to be the type of person that can't follow through on our promises, but every once in a while as a business owner, like we do tend to work ourselves quite hard. And, um, I I just think that's a great message to reinforce in people who are building businesses that if you can't show up at a hundred percent, like it is okay to let people know. And then when you show up again for them the next time, um, remind like you'll be at 110% energy. So I think that's super important. And I want to, again, go back to something you said earlier, that was quite powerful. You said, you know, you give kind of gratitude to some things that are happening or that happened that day. Uh, and then you, you say, and for the future, um, of more of that, that's coming. So I was just thinking, uh, of the quote, what you focus on expands, right? And so, as business owners, we don't often give ourselves enough credit for the good things and the celebrations and the milestones that we've hit. And I think it's important for people to to pause. And if maybe you signed a new client today or someone bought your program, uh, reflect on that, give gratitude, gratitude to it, and then visualize the others who are very similar to that person who you're also going to be calling in. And again, if, if you give a moment to that, then hopefully the universe will bring those people to you. So um, I think that's, you know, another practice that's not often discussed in the entrepreneurial business building blueprint, uh, but it's so, so vital. So thank you for sharing that. Something right there that I always say, and I, I, and I, I do this every day. I say, believe you will, you will receive mm-hmm. doubt. You will go without. So if you don't believe it, you don't have to receive it. So think about this for a minute, because if you believe your business won't take off, yep. if you have, if you believe in doubt, if you believe you're not good enough, if you believe you're not deserving of that business, mm-hmm. you're going to receive it. So sometimes I'll be like, Oh, I'm not believing that I'm not receiving it. I'll say it out loud. Right. But I'll be like, I'm believing for that. And I'll tell you everything that I've stated that I'm like having fun with saying, I'm believing for that has shown up better than what I was even imagining. Yeah. That's amazing. So let's fast forward a little bit. Like, can you describe where your business is at today and what your focus goes to right now? 
yeah, it's, it's grown. As I said, I started, my, my first dream was, oh, I want to see, I thought it was, I want to see 30 people a week. Well, that'd be fun. So I hit this booking like nine months. I'm like, this is not fun. I am not enjoying this anymore. I love my clients, but that's a lot of people. A lot of time I had no life. It's physically and, draining too, oh, right? Like you're very dialed into those people. So yeah, it is. And so I, then I started to dream more, like I wanted to do my programs. I wanted to do teleseminars. I wanted to do podcasts. I, I was getting really creative. I wanted to build a non-denominational ministry where people could just come and be who they are and love each other for who they are with no judgments. And so I had all of these little thoughts and ideas, and they started to come to fruition. Now I had to put obviously the work and the effort into it. You can't just sit there. That's part of it. People think you can manifest and you know, that man you want's just going to drop out of the sky, like not going to happen. <laughs> you can't do that. What are you talking about? Yeah. I want a million clients. I hear that. And I'm like, so what have you done about it? Well, nothing. I just, uh, you know, I meditate on it. I'm like, okay, that's only step one. You got yeah. like 50 other steps. So yeah. So what happened over over the years is I literally, it started to do one at a time, one at a time. So it started to be, you know, live events and in-person events. And I was, I still do some one-on-ones, but they're very different now, right? Mm -hmm. Groups, lots of group stuff. And we're all over the world now. We're almost in every country, but so, yeah, I think we just hit Pakistan the other day. (laughs) So we're almost in every country. And, um, now we're focusing obviously bigger on the non-denominational ministry place where we can help people. It's a big charity arm for us. We love to give back. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what that would look like back then, but I just no. kept following the seeds and saying, if that doesn't work, we can pivot. We can. And I hate that word in one way because everybody's using it this year, Sure, so, <laughs> yeah. but it's kind of like I launched two programs at once. One took off. The other one just sort of floundered and I thought it might because it wasn't as intense, right? Yeah. So the more expensive one flew, the little cheap one, no one wanted. So I didn't care. I was like, okay, that one goes, let's go over here. And so I spend my time in a lot of group work, doing podcasts like you as well, Mm -hmm. meeting amazing people. And I just, I really like it. You know, I wrote the Mm -hmm. book, which is coming out shortly and you know, it's a teaching book as well as a reading. So it's very, very, I didn't think I'd get a book done. You know, COVID allowed me to finish a book. (laughs) Um, Big job. If anyone wants to write one, just be kind to yourself. Be gentle. I can only imagine. Yeah, go slow. But it's, um, yeah, I spend a a lot of time in group group work. Mm -hmm. I see Mm -hmm. the power that happens. And then I do spend a lot of time teaching on usually health and finances. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go in hand in hand. You've got to be healthy and you need to have your money flow yeah. to be able to build your business and know how to be strong in yourself. And the biggest thrill I get is when I get those emails and they come in every day in the testimonials of not only did their health restore, but oh my yeah. God, I took control of my finances. And now I'm, you know, I'm, my business is profiting. My investments are profiting. Like they get mm-hmm. all that knowledge. And I just, it just lights me up. It's like, mm-hmm. cause I never want to see anyone wait for a crisis. And I think that's what happens. People have dreams of building a business and they wait till they lose their job. You don't mm-hmm. have to do that, you know, just start. And when you look at everything that you teach to your community today, would you say that all of it is based on your life experiences? Like you're teaching essentially what you went through and what you had to learn and what you know to be true about living a transformative, incredible, extraordinary life. 
Yeah, it is because, as I said, I didn't want to be here. I kept checking out. I was super sick. That was my focus. And yeah. then I started to realize what your body's telling you and intuition and empathic. I'm like, wow, everybody has this. And I realized I had to step out of the box. So I really focus how you got to get your connection strong because that's the key. Like we were saying at the beginning, your intuition is you don't, you have everything inside. And when you can really anchor that in, and I always say to whatever your faith is, my definition of faith is trust, no believe there's something bigger out there in you and I. So yes. you call it whatever you need to, there's no judgment on it. But when you can connect with that, you literally, I've seen crazy things happen in people's lives that they never thought would happen. And that's where everybody has that. Everybody is entitled to that. Everybody. Mm -hmm. When somebody asks you today, like, what is that big vision that you're working towards? What is the change you are creating with your company in the world? What would you say back to that? You know what? Um, as I look at growing all of these divisions, the change is literally not only bringing back a lot more love, kindness, and compassion to the world. I, you know, somebody introduced me once and they said, oh, Tracy has a, I forget kind of how they put it. Tracy has a um, desire to be a billionaire, but she, it's not about money. She said it was, it was about changing a billion lives. And what I've learned from working in companies too, in groups, is you make a change in yourself. You're, you're actually helping another 100,000 people change in that moment. Yeah. So, you know, if you've changed somebody's life and given them power and inner power, they go home and they can give that to their children, their sister, their brother. And now they're out there teaching people how to be their own power, not relying. I, I always teach, you know, you got to trust yourself. And that's what I want to see is people coming together because we've been living in a world and this year has really shown it that has been, been manipulated around dividing people. Yeah. You know, they're dividing people. I'm this class, you're that class. I'm this race, you're that. It's got to go. Yeah. We are all souls that are here to love that we should be helping each other exceed in life, yeah. no matter what that dream and vision is. And that's where I'm taking the company. Oh my gosh. And I'm cheering you on the entire way there. Um, you are such a positive person uh, and you like radiate great energy, but I'm sure there are some challenges in growing this business. So um, just to bring some kind of realness and uh, just to like hear some behind the scenes for any of the entrepreneurs listening, I'm wondering, is there a challenge you're currently facing in building this business and growing it at warp speed? Yeah, you know, I say, I don't know if I like them challenges, but I, tech, technology and I are kind of fun. I have great web people now, but you know, the things that people don't see and they have to understand building a business is like, and I see this a lot where they're like, oh, they make it look easy. A lot of people say that to me too, make it look easy, but yeah. we're, we're launching a new website and you know, those have been 12 hour days. Those aren't like, oh, let's have a couple coaching sessions and go and people don't see that, right? Or you get the marketing, like maybe it's, it's a campaign that's going out. We're getting ready for the book club. We're getting ready for all that. Like those have to be built. And that, that's the time over there that when you're building really quick, your deadlines become quicker. Yeah. So you do have 
longer days than you normally have. And I'm all about harmony. I don't believe in balance. I don't think everything in life can be working at the same time. Something's yeah. always going to be going more than the other. So harmony. Mm-hmm. But I don't sacrifice my, my time. But that's the thing. When you're growing really quickly, you really need to, some days are going to be super long and they may be super long for a couple of weeks. And I know during this period, we did such a big growth that we've had very long days. And yes, I have a great team, but we've all had long days together Yeah, because it has to be. And people don't see that when you really want to, a lot of people I'd hear them say, oh, I want to be an Oprah or I want to be up here. And I'm like, well, we got to start down here. Yeah. And that's where the long days are going to be. Mm-hmm. And and it's, it's tough, you know, it's tough if you lose, lose a team member, you know, yeah. or you have to let one go. Like I had to let my old web programmer go that had been with me for a long time to bring in some fresh new ideas. He was just getting tired. That was a hard transition. So, you know, you no know one likes to let anyone go, but those are those things in business. That, that sucks. That's hard. Mm-hmm. And then you have to train somebody else and that can be hard. So, cause they got to understand your vision, your direction, your, yep. I move at like warp speed. Like my team's like, Oh my God, you do what 50 people do in, in like in a day, you'll do what 50 yeah. people do a month, but it's just the way I download information. Mm-hmm. So there can be challenges of just getting, making sure everybody is in sync with how fast you're moving sometime or how slow you're moving mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. And it's a good reminder that, you know, business often has seasons, right? You're in a season of those 12 hour days right now until you get this big project and get the book launch out. And then hopefully you will have a season of, you know, working less and recovering and days where you just wake up and sip coffee and do nothing else. And, uh, you know, it's not always the perfect nine to five day, because that's not how running our business often that's works. No business. <laughs> it's no business. It's like, you're either all in with a million projects wow. or you've given yourself permission to take that vacation. Uh, and hopefully you are taking permission at some point throughout the year, but yeah, it's the seasonality and knowing when to push, but also knowing when to rest. So it's really you know, cool. This is actually, you just brought this up. This is actually something I was struggling with recently is I go away every, every holiday, yeah. like every they go away and usually for a month and I unplug like I get everything ready and I unplug and I really nurture I go to the sun I'm an ocean girl love to be there you know come back to great tan well that isn't happening this year yeah so we put the decorations up early and I you know I was looking at my boyfriend and we're like okay so we're creating other things but see, when I go away, I can unplug more. So that's why we would leave. So we could just yeah. be with each other and connect and be with our family, our friends. Mm-hmm. So that personally is going to, it is challenging already this year because I'm like, okay, not that I, you know, I love being home, but we've all been home so much this yeah. year. Like, oh, please. And for me, traveling is so inspirational. And when I'm at the ocean, yeah. that goes drive my team nuts. When I go away for a month and I'm at the ocean, I come back with a list, like a hundred things. I'm like, let's create this, let's do that. And they're like, because I know. <laughs> yeah, but I get so many downloads. And so yeah. when that's taken away, and this year as well, the other thing that's been challenging is I do live in-person events with 100, 200 people or more, like depending what capacity we're in. And then we do them and we stream online. Well, I don't get to see all those beautiful faces. I don't get to hug them and say, how are you doing today? And how can I help you as they're coming and going and workshops where you'd spend, you know, two, three days with all of these hundred people. And you're just like, that's gone. 
it's gone. So as much as it's a blessing to do all this other stuff, I miss that because I love seeing their smiles and their, you know, their energy shifting and then making, making new friends and leaving, getting new business ideas and meeting different people that can help them, you know, whether it's their personal journey or their business journey, whatever. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's been a challenge this year because it's been ripped away for all of us. Absolutely. And I'm very similar to you where traveling and exploring and adventuring is where I get a lot of ideas that I want to funnel into my business. Um, I was feeling a little stagnant this week. So I took my husband and I said, we're going out for dinner. So we went out last night and we both came back saying, wow, those conversations we had over dinner were exactly like what we would have while we're traveling. Like we were dreaming, we were just like spitballing ideas. And I think just getting out of the house and doing something different was so vital. And so it's just like that good reminder that we can't travel to get our inspiration. We have to find what are those other avenues that are really able to light up that same feeling. So if you're not yeah. playing, you're not getting inspired. Like you have to play. Play is yes. the energy that will bring inspiration to your business. And in yeah. corporate, when I managed hundreds of salespeople, I would be like, you're not doing very well in your sales. Go on a holiday. And they would kind of go, what? No, I want to work harder. And I'm like, get out of here. We'll take care of it. And a hundred percent of the time, all their deals would close. And I'm like, well, you're getting out of your way. You're so focused. And people do this in business. They're so focused. What do I got to do next? What am I building next? That all of a sudden they're plugging up the energy. So that project can't get done. Yeah go play, go outside, go for dinner, go for a holiday. You'll come back and all of a sudden the energy will be clean. It'll be flowing. And next thing you know, you've created a whole new business. That's so true. Um, I was just thinking, is that what you did before you sat down to write your book? <laughs> go on a holiday and then hopefully get back and just- I did actually. I was away all last, like, yeah, yeah I left December, yeah. The, December 14th, came back mid-January and I got an email the other day from the resort. They're like, are you coming back? And I'm like, no, we can't want to. <laughs> I'm allowed to leave, so. Aww. Tracy, I'd love to hear about this book that you are putting out into the world. What is the title? What are the themes of the book and where can we find it? Yeah, so excited. And I just want to encourage anybody that wants to write a book, take your time, write one. Um, Don't worry, mine took eight years to write, so it's okay. It's going to be good. (laughs) Uh, Where are you, God? It's me. It is on, it'll be on Amazon, Kindle, tracyalclark.com. And it's really, it's, I was pretty much, as I was getting ready to check out on the planet, an atheist at that point. I didn't, and I just say that in the sense I didn't believe in anything. I'd seen so much trauma. I didn't believe that there was anything out there, even though I'd seen a lot of crazy stuff. Intuitively, I just thought I was a nut job. So in the book, I talk about, you know, why you need to trust, no believe. I give experiences, not only from myself, but clients, things you can do uh, now, things you can do in your life, um, things that you can take as lessons and, and start activating now in your life. And I use my story woven through it. Obviously not every every piece, but there's a lot that I, I talk about there. And so people can understand You'll have a very clear understanding of how your belief systems mold your life, quick tools you can do to get rid of them yourself. And um, yeah, it's as much as there was a lot of delays in the book in terms of coming out, if you want to stop, I always call it, you know, bad energy, negative energy, whatever you want. It kept coming in, coming in. We're like, 
what is happening? But I realized if you're running your business and things aren't on your time, they're not supposed to be on your time. It's on spirit's time. It's on the universe's time. And there's always a reason. And when you can get out of your way, because someone said to me, Tracy, I am with the changes between 2020 and 2021. This is the time that we have a mass awakening. People are saying, what do I want to do with my life? I want my power back. I want to live my life on my terms. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the book and as long as it took me to write, I'm like, I get it. I get why it's now. And I'm so excited to just have it out there. And again, people can join the book club. We're going to meet four weeks. All you need is a book so you know what I'm talking about. But four weeks starting January 19th. And we're just going to talk about the book and we're going to shift some energy and then do some empowerment and play, play, have some fun. Always play infused into what we're doing. So um, I will definitely uh, link that book in the show notes. Uh, I'm just so excited for you. I love that you're doing a book club with it because it gives us a start date to all read the book together. I cannot wait to grab a copy and uh, it's an experience with you too, right? Uh, much as we could read and absorb the lessons alone. I love that you have a lot of your teachings in it and to hear it out of your mouth on these weekly calls is going to be such an amazing opportunity to join in. So I would highly encourage some of the listeners to go check it out if it sounds like something that you're ready to dig into. So Tracy, thank you so much for sharing your story on the Visionary Life podcast. I know that there's so much more that we could have talked about, but I really just appreciate your intuitive perspective to your life and your business and really following those inner nudges to get to where you are today. So thank you for being a shining example of that and somebody Mm -hmm. who is just so incredible. Your radio show is transformative. So I'll also link that in the show notes. So thank you and all the best as you continue on this rocket ship. Thank you. And I'm so honored to be here. And I just hope your listeners know, just follow your gut, follow your gut and it, it'll, it'll work out. Trust no boo. Thank Perfect you. Spot to end. Thanks, Tracy. There you have it. The amazing, wise, and loving Tracy L. Clark. Isn't she amazing? If you'd like to hear my conversation on her show, just go to Google and type in the Tracy L. Clark show with Kelsey Rydell and you will get that popping up and you can go tune in. I'd like to extract a few key messages from this conversation with Tracy. So first that everybody has an opinion, so it's best to just follow your own gut. This reminds me of when I was intending to quit my last corporate job. And when I told my family, they said, don't leave. You have a great salary and great benefits. And there was a lot of opinions coming at me, but I knew deep down in my gut. And luckily I trusted that there was something else waiting for me. And here I am today running Visionary Inc. And I couldn't have uh, possibly imagined being happier with the decision I made. The second thing that I want to extract from this episode with Tracy is that no matter what business you're in, you're in the business of relationships. I love how Tracy credits so much of her success of her first business to building strong relationships, not only with her customers, but with her competitors as well. You just cannot put a value on relationships and who's going to have the keys to the next door that you need to have opened or who has the keys to building your kingdom. So remember that no matter what business you're in, you're in the business of building relationships. 
And the third thing I want to extract from my episode with Tracy is to take time to scan the day at the end of the day. So taking five minutes or even less than that to just have some peace and quiet and really go over what happened that day that you want to bring gratitude to maybe asking yourself where you fell short or maybe where you didn't meet your own personal needs and ask yourself, who do I hope to become tomorrow? So really just assessing and making changes as necessary. So there you have it. Three amazing takeaway lessons from this podcast with Tracy Clark, and I will catch you in the next episode of Visionary Life.